Welcome back to the LED Project Podcast, brought to you by Lighthouse Educator Development. I am Kyle Krieger. Tonight, I am joined by Mr. Benjamin Scoggin. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, um, we are back on for the first time in uh, probably a little over a month, as you probably, if you're listening to this, know uh, Houston was hit pretty hard by Hurricane Harvey. Um I myself am in Wisconsin, so I am safe, obviously, but, um, and the rest of our team is safe and everybody's family is safe, but, uh, been doing a lot of cleanup and had a lot of things going on, but we wanted to make sure we got back and got back into the swing of things and caught you back up on what's going on with all of us. Law, uh, is doing some grad or uh, PhD homework right now. So we're going to just do the two of us tonight and just kind of get after it. So Ben, update us on what's been going on with you. Oh, making some life changes, you know, getting back in school, going through an EMT basic uh, training program. It's pretty interesting. It's intensive, uh, and they include the hands-on application, so there's going to be some time in emergency rooms and some time in the back of the ambulances, kind of getting the swing of things, as well as learning all of the, the hard data, the the learning the, all the nooks and crannies of the human body and anything that could possibly happen to it, uh, at least that science has already discovered, and what to do in case. On a basic level, that's why they put the basic at the end of the EMT. I don't know what the hyphen's for. But, um, yeah, that's that's a big thing right now. Not, not working the corporate job anymore. Uh, left there. Uh, to open up time for other ventures, just trying to explore the world of uh, public service and helping my fellow man, so or nice. well, man. Yeah, I mean, and, and I we've talked pretty regularly the last few weeks, and it seems like every time I would call or text you, you were at some person's house doing demo or renovation and doing that stuff mm-hmm. and helping people get clean back up. Uh, yeah, from that really that so really opened my eyes, like. There's, there's no financial reimbursement, and there's, there's, oftentimes like you don't go in there with the expectation of somebody saying thanks, you did a great job. You don't do it for any of that. You do it because like you see somebody's home, not not just purely like tangible objects that that they've purchased over the years, but their memories, their place of comfort destroyed. By something that we've never seen before to this magnitude. There's always been storms and things like that in Houston and and around the Gulf Coast, but nothing to this magnitude. And so when I started hearing about friends of my family and and distant friends and friends of friends that were like, I have no idea how I'm going to pay to cover all this. Because if you don't have flood insurance, you don't have a way to take care of all of that. And many of the folks that were flooded don't. So they're trying to figure out right now, how do I handle this? Well, there's good groups of people out there that gather up their, their churches, their running clubs, their local school groups, high school football teams, Boy Scout troops, whatever the case may be. And they gather them up and they find people that need help, go there, and you don't have to be a construction expert to know how to cut a piece of sheetrock and pull it down before it turns into straight black mold. So there were all kinds of people at these at these different houses. Just given if it, all they could give was an hour, 
they give an hour. If they could give 12 hours, they give 12 hours. If they could give multiple days, they give multiple days. You know, but like it doesn't, it doesn't end, you know, when the waters recede and it's just going to keep going for months as people try to get back to some place of normalcy. So it's always, you know, uh, I'm trying to keep the mindset in my head of, you know, it's not, you know, go in, smash and leave and hey, thumbs up. You helped one person or you helped two people. Great job. Go about your life. Like there's still people out there. Like, life has gone back to normal here, but there's still people back there who are living in houses that now they're full of mold, so they're inhaling that fun stuff in every night, and, like, if they tore out all the sheetrock and did all that demolition work, they might not, a lot of people don't have the money to pay for it. So, maybe help, maybe helping people find the assets, find the, you know, FEMA funding, whatever the case may be, to... Help them find comfort. Help them find a more reasonable roof over their head, you know, instead of, you know, making do with what's left of their house. So, anyways, before I go too, too far down the rabbit hole on that one, that's what's been going on in H-Town lately. Yeah. Kyle, good. what's been happening in good old Wisconsin? Um, we're two weeks into the school year. Uh, school's been great so far. Uh, my kids are awesome. I've really enjoyed it. Um, I'm coaching seventh grade football currently. We've had one football game, which we lost by two, which I was disappointed about. Our, we had, uh, we fumbled three times and had a bunch of penalties, but it was our boys' first game. So, uh, but they're super fun there. <clears throat> I got, awesome. I got a question. Yeah. I'm sorry to inter- interrupt your, your icebreaker breakdown right yeah. but how did you what did you do afterwards after the loss you know because that sounds like it's pretty close i'm not very sports savvy you know ball sports and team sports you yeah. know me uh how did you how did you handle that with your guys afterwards you know the fun the fun thing with seventh grade is you know they were upset right after but you know within a few minutes they're you know they're still kids so they're not over there like crying and and being all poor sports and stuff so they they hung out and watched the game after them and had a good time but you know we just approached it we you know we there were a couple really important plays where we made mistakes and that's why we lost so we didn't address any of the kids personally by name but we just we we said we made mistakes and you know what those mistakes were and you know that they were at crucial times and we we spun it to say we got to really focus because there's a few plays each game that really decide whether you're going to win or lose. And, and those kids have been so awesome. I went to uh, the varsity game on Friday night where I work, and uh, you know, there were probably 20 of them there, and they just stand around me the whole time. You know, They just want to talk and want to hang out and, and want to be, be a part of it. So it's such nice. a good experience. And um, you know, my, the people I work with are awesome. They've been super helpful. My kids are really awesome. I'm, I'm still getting used to it, but um, – the you know having now been back in Wisconsin going on two months, I I never really appreciated uh, how big the family thing was going to be until I've spent like a lot of considerable time with my nephews, especially um, how much how much more fulfilling my life is to be able to really be a part of theirs and and all that fun and all that stuff has really made such a such a huge difference and. Um, you know, kind of bringing it around something I, I did want to talk about. We talked earlier today uh, about how you said 
you know, sometimes life gives you lemons. You just got to be really good at making lemonade. And I feel like, um, the lemon, the lemonade I got going right now is pretty good. So I'm, I'm very pleased with, with how things turned out, even though the, uh, admittedly my motivation for moving was maybe not in the right place. Uh, and it turned out to not be in the right place because that relationship I had is no longer, uh, happening no longer a part of my life so um but it's uh all all is for the best on that front to to be where i should be so things are things are really good here good deal man awesome lemons lemonade it's delicious life's yeah you know i i don't i can't remember exactly how you said it but i think you said something to the effect of you just gotta be you just gotta be really good at making lemonade yeah life's never gonna give you exactly what you want I mean, you know that you're older yeah. than I am. You've had you've had a couple of experiences that I haven't had. Life's never going to give you what you want, so you gotta you gotta make it what you want. You know, either either you accept less or you take the less and you turn it into more. Right. You know, and and I think that's such a good. Um, I could be making all kinds of Instagram quotes right now. Are you writing this stuff down? No, but I'll I'll listen. Gram to it. of we'll, the day. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get it on the playback. <laughs> we'll get it on the playback. <laughs> but uh, you know, and that's and that's really the thing with, you know, we've all kind of had such a hard pivot the last few months with Law going back to get his doctorate and you changing jobs and me moving and changing jobs. But he went to get his doctorate. I thought he went to the retirement home. Don't. <laughs> Yeah, I hope he listens to this. He needs to I'm listen sure. To this. I'm sure he will. I'm I sure remember will. back in my day when we had to walk to school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's let's think about what else do we what do we want to rap about on this? Because we're just kind of freestyling because we wanted to get back. We into are it. no. We we kind of went with our icebreaker breakdown, right? Yeah. And so normally you have a Wii Connect card, but I'm going to assume that you don't have those on you. So I thought of one as we were freestyling here from the beginning. Right. What's the most awkward thing that's happened to you in the past week? The most awkward thing that's happened to me in the past week. And if you need a second, that's okay. No, I got I'm... it. No, I got it. Okay. Um, my boys were like I said, I was hanging out with some of my boys at the uh, at the football game. So my seventh grade football players. And they were just so infatuated with my beard that for like five minutes straight, they just kept asking if they could touch it. And I just was like, <laughs> I was just like, I was like, no, no, that's weird. Like, don't, don't ever ask me that again. <laughs> so in terms of awkward, uh, you know, that, that was pretty awkward. I'm trying to think if there was anything more awkward than that. More awkward than that. And there's a snake in my classroom in a cage, which I'm not super fond of. Oh, yeah. And my students take it out all the time. And, like, it's okay. Like, that's that's what we do. But I inherited a snake. So that's just kind of, like, perma-awkward. Mm-hmm. How so about you going to step? Oh. Uh, well, you know me. Yeah. As far as my personal space, you know, I like it. And I like to have that bubble around me at all times. But I'm trying Right, because you always got to work on being a a better version of yourself. Right, I'm trying to be cool with things like the uh, the hello hug. Right, so I was like, you know what, I'm a 
I'm going to two-arm people. You know, when somebody goes for that one-arm, I'm going to two-arm people. So if they'll stop thinking, you know, I'm some angry person. I'm a nice person, right? You know, so I'm going to two-arm somebody. And they, like, rotated and gave me, like, a, a, a bit of shoulder meat and then, like, patted me on the back and then, like, shoulder popped and, like, smacked it in my chest. And I was like, oh, oh, no. I just discovered something today. I'm creepy. <laughs> Not really, right? But, you know, <sighs> social norms, I don't know them that well. And that's okay because that's not my bread and butter. But it's getting better. So that was a little awkward. Did I let that stop me from conversating with somebody? No. I just rolled right through like nothing happened. Good times. <laughs> All right, so yeah, let's let's think about something else. What else do we normally talk about since we're just freestyling? So we usually have a main topic, right? Yeah. And so uh, something I've been thinking about lately, um, you tell me if you want to roll with this or not, is um, I meet a lot of, and I want to phrase this so it's not offensive, I meet a That's lot of one. people that are in, I meet a lot of people that are in uh, leadership positions, right? Yeah. That, and I'm not calling out any specific organization, so I don't want people to think like, oh, he's talking about the military. Oh, he's talking about private corporations. I'm not talking about anything in particular. I'm talking about like people I meet across the board. And it's not everyone, but in, uh, a handful of leaders that I've met over the years are in their position uh, simply because of, and it, call this an opinion if you want, of an alpha mentality that they have, you know. At times, they're found to not have a full understanding of the subject matter that they're in charge of, but their demeanor, how they carry themselves, how they present themselves is that of an alpha. Loud, not always abrasive, but willing to step in front at all times. Um, and then I meet people that have all the knowledge, but they don't have that level of confidence. And so they always live in this unsatisfied place. Right? And it's something that I'm trying to focus on with myself is, you know, I can be the guy forever, right? And I'm not really anymore. I don't find myself being this guy, but I remember being younger thinking I could do his job. I feel like I have a better understanding of it. Whether I did or didn't wasn't the issue. It was he had the confidence to take charge. Whether it be the president of your country or the manager of the paint department at the Lowe's down the street. If you don't, it doesn't matter how much knowledge you have. If you don't have the confidence to take that knowledge and lead with it, whether it be the classroom, teaching classes in a gym, and it, no one's gonna, no one's gonna trust you. It builds confidence in the people underneath you and how you carry yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I can see that, you know, being in a teaching position. You know, no matter whether you're a leader or not, you're in front of a group of people that are looking to you. You know, and I've been really mindful about how I've um, how I've handled myself with my seventh graders as my counterpart. Just <laughs> I've been very mindful of how I handle myself with my seventh graders because I'm in a position to really influence them at being a coach where, you know, they don't have that need to like learn content and all that stuff we really are just working with them you know they're playing football but 
you know, we have a great chance to talk to them about who they are as people and, and what they do. And I want to make sure when I lead that I'm leading in a way, uh, a big thing I've been thinking about a lot is humility. Cause I do have a lot of knowledge and especially to where I teach now. And, yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, especially where I teach now, there are not a lot of people who have the urban experience that I do. So I have opinions that are different from some of the people that I work with, but I'm learning, like you said, you know, to know when the right time to say those things are and when the right time to just keep your mouth shut is. And I think that's an important part of leadership is, like you said, knowing the difference between being an alpha and being over the top and not having the leadership qualities and having leadership qualities and knowing how and when to exert them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the leaders that I've looked to the most, the ones that I've respected the most are kind of to go off of that last point that you that you stressed are not the ones that are just an alpha, not the ones that are, you know, loud and up in front, but the ones who work on being well-rounded, right? Those are the yeah. ones that I, that I at the very least try to emulate, but if anything, I try to take something away from them. And I have confidence right. that whether it is following them into combat or, you know, when I was younger, you know, I, I, I'll go mix those 20 gallons of paint for you, you know, without any kind of question about it. Those were the ones that wanted to learn everything top to bottom in their, their area of expertise as well as the leadership part of their job. And it's once you combine everything that's when you start winning over the respect of the majority, at least from my own experience, you win over the majority of those that are assigned to follow you yeah, or those that even want to follow you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was so, you know, it's, it's such a good point that you, you said there because there have to be times where you, you're able to do both. And I think having that balance of being able to do both um, is important because I got to know the times where I'm like, yeah, I really, I really have a good chance that I could help here. And like you said, helping to, to help not helping for my own glory or to make myself feel better, but really like helping your, your memory is the tops. I mean, I talked about that a whole like five minutes ago and you still remembered it. Yeah, I know. I would, I would high five you if you hadn't moved to Wisconsin. Yeah, that's a good point. But, uh, you know, God, what was I, you got, now you just derailed me. And it, oh, I'm sorry. Well, no, you had said about, um, well, that's not good. Mm. What? I can't remember. Yeah, I think what I was getting to, though, was, you know, just, just having the understanding of when the right times are. And, and I think it, leadership takes a whole bunch of courage to be able to say, this is the right time for me to step up. And then also to know the times when it's not the right time for you to step up. Yeah. Cuz I think the alpha dog if you know that's that's the one I have more trouble with is the alpha who just well, is an alpha because as a, as a leader you're saying knowing when to step up and when not to step up, right? Yeah. Can you clarify on that? Cuz it almost sounds like you're saying that as a leader there are times to be to let somebody else step up? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, that's what I mean like knowing okay. knowing when Go elaborate so, you know, knowing when it's your job to really step up and take the lead, you know, whether it's something your expertise at or things are going bad, you got to step up, you got to own it. But on the same token, I think there are times where you can 
delegate or or defer to people and like you said give the people under you opportunities to really shine and to develop their leadership capacity Mm because ultimately the you know what i would fear as a leader is being the leader that once i'm gone everything below me crumbles so you're talking about developing and contributing to an overall command structure structure where it's not just you're not you're not just talking right now about a single leader with a group of individuals that are following them that they are training and leading you're talking about i don't want to use a pyramid as an example but you can with one central leader being maybe a principal and then staff members underneath them teachers underneath them and you're talking about when you're saying maybe not step down but step to the side because and and you tell me how you think about this at the end of the day the the if you let somebody else step up and this is the way that you know we're always trained in in the military our mindset as a leader is if one of your guys is tasked with being in charge of say a training exercise or a shooting range or something like that and something goes wrong your i the person in charge of that soldier marine sailor whatever that was that i assigned they're not going to get yelled at. They're not going to get talked to. They're not going to be held responsible by other one other than myself. All those above me turn to me. So I own that responsibility of the people underneath my command, underneath my leadership, right? So like you said, it's you, you, you own the failures and you give the successes. Yeah. Right? Yep, absolutely. You're you're an umbrella, right? The umbrella is always is always wet <laughs> whenever it's being put out for use. But uh, you you cover them, you give them top cover, but that top cover allows them to open up and explore their possibilities, right? But underneath your top cover, underneath your supervision, underneath your more personal interaction, you can determine. Okay, that one has the capabilities and the desire and the ambition to step up. That one doesn't. Where you know where do we go from here? Yeah, I mean, because awesome. I okay in a in a structure like of you know if we're not just saying hierarchical, but I believe that no matter who's in your organization, you with some effort and with getting to know that person, you can find a place for them. They can find a role. They can find a place they can contribute. Now, you may have certain places where a person just does not fit into a military unit or a team or a whatever that is, but. You know, if the person has the desire and wants to do the job, wants to do well, like, I think there's always a place where people can shine. And I think that, like you said, providing top cover and knowing when to step to the side is how people get the chance to really shine and show what they can do, whether it's soldiers or whether it's kids. Yeah. I can get behind that. Yeah. Sounds good. So, um, anything else you want to chat about? We've been going, I don't know, 23, 24 minutes. Yeah. Uh, let me think, man. Oh man. Nothing you can think of off the top of your head. We can edit this too. So, right. You are, you still have the capability to edit. I I do, but, but you know, and just honestly, like I'm, I was really taken, taken by your, I've been thinking about your lemonade thing. Um, all day since you said it, and I just want to like I just want to like, when people you're di- you're digitizing like no one's business. Your yeah. your voice is like pixelating. 
Now oh, I'm really? hearing my voice. Hang on. No, we're we're at a lag. It's it's the bandwidth. It's catching up now. All right. Can you hear can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear me now too. <laughs> this is awesome. All right. <laughs> All right. Well let's 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 close okay, this thing so, up. Whoa, are you serious? I thought we was about to talk about some lemonade. You know, you got Minute Maid. Are you getting are you get, are you still getting feedback? No, are you? No. I am hearing myself. Nope, I'm not anymore. Well, that was fun for a minute. Awesome. Uh, All right, so then let's come back to lemonade. So what I want to like, I just want to, when I meet people and they ask me what I do, I just want to say I make lemonade. I make lemonade, biatch. <laughs> and that's... You know, that's the... <laughs> 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 oh, that's fun. Yeah. That is fun. But just be like, yeah, what I do? I take lemons and I make lemonade. That's my job. Pretty much, man. Like, honestly, that's you, you can read all these books and look at all these Instagram stories and these YouTube Hall of Famers and you know your Gary V's and you know the motherfucking CEO guy and all these other people, but like everyone's trying to make a buck off of telling you a different angle of how to do something that is very simple in in theory very very hard in application yeah of you know how do i make myself a better person it's honestly better than you are it's doing the shit that you don't want to do cuz if you were doing it then you would be the person that you're striving to be already you know, okay, thank you for, you know, and I'm not, I'm not crapping on you with this, but like, thank you for the 30,000 Instagram posts about all these little things I need to do. No, I know what I need to do. I need to, I need to wake up before the, the guy I'm competing against. I need to train harder than the guys I'm going up against. I need to study so and, and train and apply myself so that when I'm in the back of an ambulance, and somebody's throat is ripped open by like a hacksaw blade. I have the competence and the ability to to get them to the hospital alive. You know things like that. If I'm stepping into the, if I'm triple G and I'm stepping into the boxing ring, you know what do I need to do? It's the things that I don't normally want to do. Yeah. Right. It's and it, if you're a teacher, like, what do you what do you not want to do? Right. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to have the parent-teacher conferences with the pissed-off parents and about the kid that you know is doing everything wrong and breaking all the rules and you know that because that was me, right? I guarantee you, like my my parents didn't want to go in for that conference and the teacher didn't want to have the conference. But looking back on it, I can respect both for doing the things that they didn't want to do because neither of them wanted to meet each other. My mother is a grizzly bear. Versus the teacher that's just trying to hold their ground and own their territory, being in their classroom, you know, doing the sh- the shit. Excuse my language. You can edit out what you want to, but doing the shit that you don't want to do. And then from there, what makes you better? Consistency. Keep doing it. I started lifting heavy stuff again. I started running with my dog. Running really long distances isn't fun, but it was when I was at a peak mentally. It was when I was going out and running. 
like, or, or at least trying to run 50 miles, you know, nothing tests the mind and the body more than that. You got to believe that your first instinct when everything in your body from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet hurts is not, yep, you know, what's going to be great right now. You know what I really want to do? I'm going to go run about 25 more miles out in the wilderness. No, you want to stop. But to do the things that you don't want because you know at the end it's going to make you better. It's the sense of accomplishment. It's, it's you know, there, there's conversations that I'm not going to bring up here. The other thing we talked about today, you know, don't, don't include this in the podcast, right? But this between you and me, being alone is easier for me. Doing the opposite is hard. Being alone is comfortable for me. I have a dog. That's easy. Bringing other human beings in to my personal space on that personal level where they're getting past the humor and these, you know, leadership conversations and, you know, educational conversations and whatnot, getting past that wave top surface level doesn't happen i'll be honest my mother even addressed this with me the other day she was like i don't even know where you live right then it hit me doesn't matter how much time i spend in the gym doesn't matter how many miles i run or how many repetitions i do how many books i read how many instagram posts i look at how many gary v youtube videos i watch until I apply myself and I fucking force myself to do the things that I don't want to do, I'm just going to be the same fucking person day after day after day. And I can get that immediate satisfaction that everyone else gets, right? Oh, thanks, Instagram, for that motivational quote. That picked me up for 10 minutes. I'll go seize the day. Carpe the diem. There's actually not a the in there. It's Latin carpe diem. It's from a movie. Kyle remembers. Out cold. Bing, bang, boom. Zane One of the best movies ever. One of the yeah. best movies ever. But man, like, like all this, all this stuff is great, but like, it's useless. I would rather tell somebody to read one book a month or one book. If if you got like those people that are going out and reading the four hour work week and all the books by Tim Ferriss and all the, the books by Gary V and the, the first form mother effing CEO guy and all these podcasts and everything. But what are you doing with all of it? Cause if everyone that was ingesting all that material was applying it, our society would change immensely. Like it would be, very fucking noticeable. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and to mean, your point, and to your point, you know, you know me, like, I'm more comfortable with people than by myself. Like, that's, that's the paradox of the two of us. Yeah, you know, and Biggie it's, Smalls, it, your big yeah. personality and my yeah, small you know, personality. You know, and, and, and the thing with it, too, you know, with me, with what happened with me having you know, kind of getting a piece of the, the one thing I've really wanted for such a long time and then having it fall apart and, and really the more you learn about it, the, the less real it actually becomes, the, re- the less real it actually was. 
you know, for me, like patience is going to have to be a thing that I don't try to go just jump into the next thing or, or try to just replace it. I have to really be patient to make sure that I'm, I'm doing that, that the next relationship I get into is one where I'm, you know, you know, really benefiting. Cause I, you know, I put myself and I'm, I'm not unhappy with the way I put myself out there the way I wanted to. I did everything I thought I should and everything I thought I could, and it didn't work out. Um, but really having the patience to say, you know what, I'm going to continue to wait for the next, you know, for the next thing. But I mean, and for me, the other part of it too, like you is the kind of the, the crux of it is I have to just be open to people. Like I can't be going around with the mentality of I'm going to try to meet a girl to date. I just got to go out and meet people and see where it goes from there. So I think like you as well, though, too, it's easy to get into your little shell where I'm by myself and yeah, single life by myself is a lot easier than trying to have close relationships with somebody you don't know. Mm-hmm. So. But you you also brought up something else there about you said patience, right? Yep. So that's another thing, not just the uh, social skills, right? Where you got the social skills and I not so much, right? You also are the uh, jump in head first. We're yeah. on more of the, you know, let me let me measure twice and cut once. You know, we would joke around before and say, you know, you never measured and cut everything, right? <laughs> right? So what did I do recently? I don't want to, like, bring it back on myself to end it, right? But, like, what did I do recently? I, I, made, I took a jump. I quit a job that contributed in no way. To the meaningful purpose that I wanted my life to have. Right? Yeah. So I jumped ship. I had I had a plan. Kind of laid out, right? But I told myself, like everything else that I've seen in life, right? That has been something worthwhile and worth having. You can plan your entire life. And if you wait until all the pieces are put together... And everything is ready and waiting for you. Oh shit, you'll die before that happens. Mm-hmm. You jumped. Yeah. You jumped too. Yeah. And things change. You know? Sometimes you gotta jump into the deep end to find a I mean like a kid let me let me let me rephrase that comparison I was gonna make right. A kid doesn't know how to like assess the depth of a pool, right? So like when I was a kid, I jumped right into the deep end and I almost drowned. But then you get smart and you're like, okay, this is how far I can go. My head is still above water. I'm at the beach. I know I can go this far, you know, out past the break and my head is still above water, right? But I don't know that until I push that boundary. So like when we're at the gym and we're going for a one rep maximum effort on some kind of lift, I don't know what my maximum is until I push to failure. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, and, and, and that's, and I was listening to an audio book of, uh, it's called braving the wilderness by Brene Brown. It's brand new, but she had a quote from a, uh, an author named Joseph Campbell. And it's, and I don't know if I have it perfect, but it was, if you can see all the steps on the path of your life, it's not your path. The, your path will be given to you one step at a time. And I thought that was really good. I mean, because, you know, like me, you you saw me with my prior relationship. Like, I was 
so far out of my ahead of myself. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, for the uh, mishap on the cutoff. Didn't say much after this, but we appreciate you listening to episode 20 of the LED Project, and we will be back with you soon.